It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. What's up, what's happening, and welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. It's a Thursday, it's Friday Eve. For those of you who are looking forward to the weekend, happy Thursday. Welcome into the podcast. Today we're going to talk about a minor league player that the Reds signed that he's got an interesting story. We're actually going to talk to him on tomorrow's podcast, but I just want to kind of set the stage for that story on today's podcast. And then also, I want to take a look around the division, set the stage for what the rest of the teams in the NL Central are going to look to do this offseason. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms, whatever you're listening to right now. If you haven't subscribed, first of all, what are you doing? Second of all, it's the easiest way to get this podcast each and every day because I'm coming to you Monday through Friday throughout the offseason. And, you know, who knows? If something goes down on the weekend that's big stuff, maybe I'll have an emergency episode here, hopefully, with some big news during the offseason. Also, check us out on Twitter, at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the LockedOnReds line number into your phone, 513 549 0159 will get to your texts and your voicemails throughout the offseason as well. 513-549-0159. So I wanted to start off today. We'll start off by setting the stage for tomorrow. Kind of a teaser and a segment all in one. Look at that. I can multitask. Just like eating and watching television. Boom. There we go. Two things I can multitask at. But Rob Wooten is his name. Now, it's not going to come across the newswire. It's not something that is a big deal, but I think it's a very interesting story because there are all these guys and all these different players in multiple sources, not just in baseball, but they go through adversity when it comes to injuries and roadblocks. I mean, most of us know someone, whether it be a friend of a friend or, you know, my friend's cousin, or maybe you know someone personally who they had a really clear path to some kind of professional sport, maybe being really good at what they do. If they were a pitcher, if they were, you know, played in the field, maybe they were a football player and then a devastating injury happens and it derails that whole idea. And they've got to reset. they got to focus in on something else. What I really admire about this story, and the reason that I wanted to have him on, is that Rob Wooten has gone through not one, 
not two, but now four major surgeries. We're not talking about he had, you know, to have a little something tweaked or it, it was a big time thing that he went through four different times. And this most recent one happened this past July. And if you follow him on Twitter, check him out at Rob Wooten 35. He has a post on there kind of explaining all of this, saying that whenever he went under the knife in July to have this surgery, retirement was extremely prevalent on his mind. In fact, if you're just looking at it from an objective standpoint, from a fan standpoint, as we look at everything, because we're all fans, unless, of course, you are a Reds player that you're listening to this. Thank you for listening. But from a fan standpoint, you look at his baseball reference webpage and you say, man, he hasn't pitched in the majors since 2015. That would be really hard. Just looking at it from the outside, looking in, you haven't pitched in the major leagues in four years, and you've gone through three major surgeries in the last three years, that's tough, man. Like, But no, Rob Wooten was given an opportunity by the Reds. They offered him an invite to spring training, probably a minor league contract, something in that nature. There wasn't a whole lot of details out there about this, just because it's kind of a under-the-radar sort of move. But they've invited him back to spring training, and he decided to accept it. He's got another chance. He's going to go for it a fourth time. And isn't that what we're talking about when we talk about, you know, you look at the American dream, chasing your dreams, chasing what you love, what you what your life is built around. And he mentions that in his Twitter post that his life has been built around baseball. And that's something to be excited about, man. Like, I don't know exactly what we can expect from Rob Wooten. I'm, I'm going to be pulling for him hard to make the major league team. It's going to be an amazing story next season I mean, with a team like the Reds that's got a big story all together where they're trying to shoot for the playoffs, shoot for a winning season, get back in the black when it comes to a win ledger, you know, get back in the black. Yeah, that, that might be a good hashtag, back in black. And anyway, that that was a dumb joke. But the story of Rob Wooten is just one little story that's going to fit into this whole big picture. But I'm really pulling for him. I'm really going to. I'm looking forward to talking with him on tomorrow's episode. I just want to kind of set that up for you. We're going to have a guy tomorrow, a little bit of a different interview. I know most of the time I have some guys on, and we talk about the offseason. We talk about who the Reds are going to go for. Tomorrow's going to be a different episode because we're going to focus in on one dude who's got one more shot at his dream. And I think that is fantastic. Here in just a moment, I'm going to set the stage for the rest of the division. We're going to take a brief look at the Cardinals, Pirates, Cubs, and Brewers. But first, have you tried Blue Chew? I've mentioned it before on the podcast many times. Blue Chew has been an advertiser of this podcast for a while now. Blue Chew is... A generic form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, but it comes in a chewable form, so it is ready when you are. You take Blue Chew whenever you need to, you just chew it and do it, and it's going to up your game in the bedroom, if you know what I mean. You'll be able to please your partner, and you can get it a very convenient way. You go to bluechew.com, and if you have not checked out the introductory offer, you enter the promo code MLB 
for your first order for free. Just pay $5 in shipping. At BlueChew.com, they'll have you fill out an online questionnaire. You talk with an online pharmacist. You place the order. They ship it to you. You skip the awkward in-office doctor visit. You skip the line at the pharmacy and everything that comes with that. It comes to you. So BlueChew.com. And for your first order, enter promo code MLB to get it for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Reds podcast. So let's set the stage for the NL Central heading into this offseason as we're getting underway. The general manager meetings have started, and I continue to say the words heading into the offseason. We're in the offseason. Maybe I'll remember to not say that. I don't know. I'm kind of dumb sometimes. But the rest of the division, just looking at it from a very high overview level as a Reds fan, it looks ripe for the taking, man. That's another reason why this offseason is so important for the Reds, because if they make the right moves, we may not just be talking about a wildcard berth. We may be talking about a division championship. It's still early for that, because the Reds have to make moves before we can even broach that subject. But I'm looking at a division in a transition period when it comes to your top teams you know the cardinals just finished the season as the division champion mike schilt was named the nl manager of the season so let's start with them oh we're out of here already right in the face of brandon phillips and we've yet to 2019 saw the Cardinals win a division, and I actually kind of predicted that, not to brag. I knew what I was talking about, but the Cardinals won the division, and now it, it comes a hard time for the Cardinals, at least from the outside looking in. Most believe that their financial flexibility is very limited, and it will be dependent on something that they need to do with the man that was just talked about there, Yadier Molina. He is owed $20 million this season. And according to some things that I've read, especially from different beat reporters covering the team, it will require some restructuring, maybe some stretching out of that contract for them to really have the financial flexibility to go after a big name. And officially, Marcelo Zuna did decline the option or the uh not the option he declined the qualifying offer that was extended to him so he now is a free agent on the market as well and there's multiple teams not just the reds that are looking at him there's still an outside chance according to reports that the cardinals could bring him back but they're also looking to leave that spot open for some young guys like tyler o'neill and a couple of different prospects that they have especially a guy named dylan carson who looks to be a big uh, prospect, a guy who can really make an impact for them in seasons to come. So I don't think that they're necessarily motivated to bring him back. So whatever moves they make will most likely be internal contract movement, maybe a couple of relief pitchers here or there, but they're not necessarily going to be going after the same guys that the Reds are looking at, especially because they just don't have the payroll flexibility that the Reds have. Now let's move on to the Brewers. The biggest joke to come along since I signed my first professional contract. Okay, maybe that's a little harsh, but the Brewers did begin the Nationals World Series run after taking the lead early in that wild card round game. 
with the Nationals. But overall, the Brewers heading into the offseason are kind of in a state of flux as well. I mean, this whole entire division really is because the Reds have a chance to move up and move up quite a bit. I, I firmly believe that. And the Brewers are another reason why. The Brewers are looking for pitching. They've been looking for pitching for a couple of years. Now, they did have Derek Johnson helming, or you know, at the helm of their pitching staff a couple of years ago, which is why they were so successful. And with his departure to the Reds, you really saw the difference last season. They were able to hold on to a lot of games, but a lot of that was just because they had a great offense. Now, one thing that is interesting is they will pretty much, I, I think their targets, based on some of the rumors that I've seen, they're going to be in the exact same market as the Reds. Lots of teams are, or lots of, Lots of uh, reporters are looking at the Brewers as another destination for both D.D. Gregorius and for Yasmany Grandal to return, and rumors have it that they are very motivated to bring Grandal back. They're also looking to probably bring back Mike Moustakis as well, but that's not necessarily a guy that the Reds are targeting. But they are in the market for a shortstop. Most beat reporters surrounding the Brewers believe that if they enter the season again with Orlando Arcia as their main shortstop, then that will have been a failure of the offseason. And both Gregorius and Jose Iglesias have been linked to the Brewers, so he could be watching Jose Iglesias on the other side of the ball for a, for a couple of times next season. But they will be in the market for Gregorius, and they're looking to go real hard at Grandall as well. I think that they signed him to that prove-it contract last year, and he obviously proved it because there are many teams that are interested in Grandall's services, and he is the best available free agent catcher. Now, it could be interesting if the Brewers are able to trade in division with the Cubs and get Wilson Contreras, but I kind of touched on that whole trading within the division idea um, on yesterday's podcast, or maybe it was a couple of days ago, one of the podcasts this week. And um, so I don't know that necessarily that'll be as big of an option as them just bringing back Grandall. But overall, I did see, as I mentioned on a couple episodes ago, Eno Saris said that Travis Darno could be a Brewer catcher next season. And he would come a lot cheaper than Yasmani Grandall would. So there's that too. But overall, the Brewers will be in the same market as the Reds, and they don't have... I mean, obviously, they've been a great team the last couple of seasons, so they don't exactly have a ton of holes to fill to remain competitive. They'll probably be the biggest competition with the Reds for winning the division next season. See, this, this is the kind of thing, quite honestly, right now that makes you want to see the Chicago Cubs team lose. Thank you, Marty, for that segue. The Cubs are in probably the National League's version situation of the Boston Red Sox. They're looking to get under that luxury tax uh, threshold. And rumors are they're looking to trade quite a few parts. There's rumors that Wilson Contreras may be on the move, rumors that Chris Bryant may be on the move. Now, they did retain the services of Anthony Rizzo. He accepted his option, which is no, uh, no wonder they love him. He loves Chicago. He's going to remain their first baseman this season. But who knows? Maybe Chris Bryant won't be there. Maybe Wilson Contreras won't be there. Maybe the unthinkable happens and they trade Javier Baez. There are a lot of viewpoints 
on Baez that lots of people think that he's overhyped. Now, I tend to believe that he is correctly hyped. I think he's a pretty good player, and I know that's weird to say on a Reds podcast, but I think Javier Baez is a really good player, really fun to watch. But who knows? He could be on a different team next season. The Cubs are in a very interesting position in that they are trying to shed payroll. They are trying to get rid of some big contracts. I don't necessarily know how that will look. They may end up reloading through some deals and be in the exact same spot that they are right now, which uh, last year I believe they underperformed. Now there were some, you know, predictions about the Cubs collapse last season that obviously came to fruition. They didn't make the playoffs. But I don't necessarily think this will be a multiple-year thing that they are not that great of a team. They'll probably be right around 500 as is. And if they make a couple of deals and just reload with different players, who knows? could be even better. But I think that they are a team that the Reds could jump with a couple of key moves this offseason. And I think the Cubs may continue to be a tumultuous franchise. Not necessarily that they will be a losing franchise, but there will still be plenty of drama coming out from the, well, I about call them the lovable losers. They do have a World Series now, but whatever. Let's call them the lovable losers again. There could be more drama coming out of the Cubs locker room next season. And last but not least, or maybe they are least, I'm okay with them being the least. Last and least, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, (laughs) you talk about a team in turmoil. They're probably looking at a full-on rebuild. They kind of have been, and I think that they've been toying with people, toying with their own fans especially, making them think that they're going to try to continue to contend for some kind of playoff spot. But they haven't been there in a couple of years, and I think that they would be best served to just go on a full-on rebuild here. They they picked up the options on Starling Marte and Chris Archer and guys like that. That doesn't preclude them from trading those guys. But at the same time, they got to figure out their whole upper management situation anyway, what the front office is going to look like. There are some finalists for their general manager post as they've brought in a couple of guys to interview for there. According to the website Rum Bunter, uh, which is the fan-sided blog for the Pittsburgh Pirates, their version of the Blog Red Machine, they have three candidates who are lined up for a second interview of their vacant general manager post. One of them is Matt Arnold, the current associate or assistant general manager, not associate general manager, assistant general manager and senior vice president for the Milwaukee Brewers. Another name that's being uh, put into this list of finalists is former Red Sox general manager and current Toronto Blue Jays vice president of baseball operations, Ben Charrington. And the last finalist is a guy named Kevin Graves, who is currently serving as the interim general manager for the Pirates after they had let go of Neil Huntington. So, yeah, they're trying to figure out what's going on over there with the management before they even know what the roster is going to look like in Pittsburgh. So who knows what kind of Pirates side we're going to see. I bet they're going to be the seller of the NL Central once again. And also, if you saw the news, um, Clint Hurdle is retiring. Best, Best of luck, you know whatevs 
he's retiring. So, uh, you know, there won't be any more fights, I guess. Who knows? Maybe the Pirates bring in another guy that just likes to get into fights with David Bell, but doesn't look like, at least from the outset, there will be any more fights between David Bell and the guy who is sitting in the Pirates' dugout. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Clint Hurdle's retired. Anyway, that's going to do it for us for the uh, the look at the division, and it's going to do it for us for the Thursday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Like I mentioned in the first half, tomorrow on the show, we will have Rob Wooten, Reds minor league pitcher, guy who's coming back after his fourth major surgery. We're going to talk all about his comeback and what it's like to really fight through all of that different adversity just to chase your dream. I really hope you tune into that one. I'm going to have a lot of fun talking with him. That's going to be on tomorrow's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today. Make sure that you are subscribed on whatever service that you're using to listen to this podcast. Also, check us out on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. Also, save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone, 513-549-0159. Thanks again. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.